Welcome to Combat Chatter, a Star Wars The Old Republic podcast, brought to you by RepublicTrooper.com. Combat Chatter covers the latest hot topics and breaking news surrounding Star Wars The Old Republic, BioWare, and the greater Tor community. What's going on, everybody? It is time for another episode of Combat Chatter, hosted by myself, Andy, at Republic Trooper. And as usual, I am joined by Dave and Mike from Republic Trooper as well. So uh, what's going on, guys? Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having us, Andy. As always. What's up, troops? Awkward silence. Dave is asleep at the wheel. <laughs> what's going on? Um, <laughs> it, it, you introduce us like we're guests. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Anyways, uh, there's been a ton of stuff going on this week. There's a lot of big news around patch 1.2, and uh, we are going to definitely get into that here in a little bit. But first, um, we wanted to give give the reins over to Mike and let Mike talk about what he's been doing uh, for Republic Trooper uh, in the last couple of months. He's been doing some pretty cool fan fiction stuff, and uh, he wanted to give you guys some details about that. So, Mike, why don't you tell everybody uh, what's been going on with your 36 Hours uh, fan fiction series? Okay. Uh, thanks for the platform here. Um, I got the opportunity uh, probably about two months ago to start doing uh, more of a serial fan fiction for the website to cover for Tim while he has um, takes care of some issues at home. So uh, I had this story in my mm, head for a while. Serial. Continue, <laughs> Mike. Mm, sure is. Anyway, yes. Uh, so I had this story in my head for a little while. Um, I'm really intrigued about uh, with Balmora, the planet Balmora. As if anyone's read the other fan pictures, I've been it all centers around Balmora, and I was really intrigued by this concept that it was given to the Empire as part of the Treaty of Coruscant. And so I came up with a story about the last 36 hours um, of the Resistance before the planet was given over, and. The inspiration um, for this story really comes from my love of history, uh, specifically World War I. Um, and the, it, what's kind of curious about that whole thing is I started writing about the trench warfare on Balmora. Uh, and then I actually got to play on Balmora, and there were trenches everywhere. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, oh, look at that. I was right. Totally meant to do that the whole time. Um, but basically, the storyline is uh, there's four friends that basically come into this frontline combat right out of what we would consider high school. Uh, they volunteered because they thought it was going to be kind of a grand adventure. And I wanted to explore what happens when you go into an idealistic conflict and then are faced with the realities of actual war. And um, the, this stuff isn't spoilers so, so much. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. You're talking about like the idealism of what people think marriage is and the realistic war of marriage. <laughs> uh, sure. We'll wow, someone's bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm sweet and sour. You know which parts, though? Yeah. We'll just call you chicken. Basically, I decided to base this on some events during World War One, specifically the Battle of Verdun in France. And the French army basically defended this castle, which had no strategic um, value to France, uh, other than sentimental value. And the Germans hit them 
over a period of about, I, I, I would say four to six months. And they held out and held out and held out and held out. Anyway, the saga of that battle is what I base a lot of what's happening um, in 36 hours. And so that's kind of where I'm going. The main character's name is Tommy Atkin, and, uh, which is actually a nod to the British soldiers in World War One. They were all called Tommy Atkins. Um, nice. So I, I, have, I have little nods to all kinds of stuff that you would never notice unless you were a history nerd. So um, that's kind of the overview of the story. Uh, I, it has a very definitive ending. Um, depending on how long we get the run here, it will definitely be uh, – <laughs> it will definitely have an ending chapter, and you will know when that happens. So uh, I'm very excited to write it. I've had a lot of fun writing it. I write it you know, every week and get up there on uh, Monday. So – um, hopefully people out there are enjoying it and I'm um, having a blast writing it. Nice. Yeah. It's actually, uh, you're on your, what your fifth chapter, I believe it is. Yeah. The fifth chapter went up today. Uh, so we'll be working on chapter six this week. Yeah. And it, you, I don't know the totally tangent, but do you ever watch game of Thrones or do you know the author in his books? Oh, uh, game of Thrones is my favorite. Right. So he's, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but he's notorious for killing off main characters and you had a, you had a doozy in today's. <laughs> <laughs> I uh yeah I and those events are are very much planned. I know exactly how they happen. Um and, and I know when I was writing today's um I know I had to get it right. And Oh, it was uh, awesome, man. I was posting it and I'm reading it as I'm getting it up and I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> it was totally cool. <laughs> it was really good. But yeah, everyone uh well first thanks for thanks for writing those by the way cuz uh We've, we've always liked to keep Mondays on Republic Trooper uh, fan fiction oriented um, so we can still have fan fiction every Monday with your new story. And it's really great. And uh, everybody should definitely give it a give it a, a read on our website. And then I kind of want to move on to uh, our mess hall, which we did last week. Last week we had a, a pretty interesting mess hall about patch 1.2 and uh, what features people are most excited about. And we had a ton of votes. I think we had like 600 votes in our poll. So, Dave, why don't you give us some info on uh, the mess hall from last week and what was going on? Actually, we have two mess halls because we got so busy talking about patch 1.94532. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 1.2, and we're only halfway through it that we forgot. P1.2. Uh, mess hall. Yeah, do the, do the older one first then. Now, uh, the one from uh, two weeks ago that should have been in our last episode but, uh, but got uh, passed over was uh, how much people are still playing uh, – the old Republic these days. And we received almost 300 votes on those. And um, at coming in uh, close to the halfway point at 43%, uh, with well over 100 votes, was uh, that uh, our readers are enjoying it quite a bit. And it's one of the better MMOs they've played. And they plan on playing it for the foreseeable future. In second place at 24%, so still well represented, is uh, I'm having some fun with Tor. It's a pretty good game that I play regularly for the time being. Uh, in third place, with 17%, uh, pretty. this is pretty impressive. 17% actually said, I love the Old Republic since launch and still do best MMO ever. So uh, that's pretty good. And in fourth at 11%, which is the, the last group with uh, any appreciable votes, is the Old Republic seems to have potential, but it is lacking in certain areas. I've canceled my sub, but will probably come back if they put in some features of interest. And then uh, finishing up at 3, 1, and 1%, we have, I think the game is very well done, but it's too familiar to other games I've played. 
Uh, tour didn't catch me at all. Uh, I stopped playing before the end of the first month. And the game was done really well, but the community seemed a bit off-putting, so I didn't enjoy my time in-game and stopped playing. That's mostly Dave's fault. Yeah, exactly, right? No, <laughs> yeah, that's... I, you, guys, do you know how hard it is jumping from server to server, trying to get on as many as I can each night to troll Just to annoy and people. make enough <laughs> impact to make people quit? I, it's, it's hard. Okay, to, uh, to continue, actually, uh, our most recent mess hall, the one for this episode, actually uh, it was one of our biggest ever with 600 votes, exactly 600, in fact. It's asking, which feature of patch 1.2 uh, are you most excited about? And uh, to go through the list, one second. In first place, with a solid 30%, is I've been waiting for Legacy since launch and can't wait any longer. So uh, that had almost 200 votes. In second place, uh, 20%, uh, people are looking forward to UI improvements uh, that are long overdue, and the first thing they're going to do is set up UI the way they like it. In third place, at 16%, is the new war zone, the Nover Coast. At 12%, we have appearance customization, which actually surprised me. I mean, I, it's a cool feature, but the fact that it's, it's fluff, I'm surprised it was so high personally, but people, you know, people like how they look, so... After that, in fifth place, is uh, people are looking forward to the crafting skill updates, and that's 11%. So that, that's, that's just a couple votes behind uh, appearance customization. In sixth place, uh, the one I voted for personally is I've killed Karaga and Soa so many times I'm on their Christmas list. Uh, so people are looking forward 10% for the new operation. And finally, at a meager 1% with five votes, not 5%, five votes out of 600, People are looking forward to new flashpoints, and uh, that makes me sad. And it makes me sad because it kind of follows a trend that uh, flashpoints slash dungeons, my favorite aspect of any MMO, are really um, they're really not picking up in the old Republic. And I don't think it's a, for lack of quality on Bioware's part. Just for some reason, they're not hooking the population of the game. Yeah, you know, we we talked about this, and I, I'm surprised. I was actually really surprised because you would think. More flashpoints. I mean, dude, who, that like you said, that's my favorite thing too. Is like running dungeons all the time. It's like, what do you do? You log in, lay. Let's go run here. Let's go run here. Let's go run here. But I mean, we've heard it again and again and again, and it's kind of started to become a little bit of an issue. Where people are like, I can't find a group. I can't find a group. I can't find a group. I wonder if if maybe that's probably part of the reason where they're like, oh, big deal. It's going to be another flashpoint that I'm never going to be able to get into. Uh, it, it might be. I know that I don't run a lot of flashpoints myself, just because. I normally wait till some of my friends are on that we can all group up and go do them. Mike, I it's thought you like didn't run issue. flashpoints because you're so busy. You're, you're not even near level fifty yet. I, no, I might. Oh, not. here we go <laughs> again, dude. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Jeez. Oh, I'm never you, gonna hear the end of it. You know, guys, I'm gonna be prophetic here. Yeah, yeah, pathetic as well. But uh, I'm gonna guess it's gonna be as many weeks in a row as it takes Mike to hit fifty. That's <laughs> I'm just guessing here. I'm just guessing. Oh man, I'm gonna have to. Hurry it up then, I guess. You better. I, You're in your 40s now, right? Aren't you in your 40s? Yeah, I've got a character. He'll, well, If not, he'll be in his 40s by the time he finishes leveling. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was going to say, let's move on past making fun of Mike. <laughs> Cover this ground. We can, uh, we can go on. Well, I'm just curious. So, I mean, based on the two polls, let's go back to the older one for a minute about how, how often you're playing TOR or really what you thought of the game. Um, what did you guys pick? What were your choices? I originally picked uh, the one where I love the Old Republic since launch, uh, and I do. 
And I still believe that mostly because it has everything that I love about MMOs, which is not normally what everybody else loves about MMOs. Uh, the main issue now is I don't get to play as often as I did in those first early months, uh, early weeks rather. Right. Mostly because of work and uh, we've gotten pretty busy here at RT, so you know, lots of things to do. I hear you. I hear you. What about you, Dave? What did you pick out of that one? I picked the one where uh, I'm solidly playing it. Uh, basically, the the second beyond best MMO ever. It's it, it's in there and it has a few of the features. As far as now, as far as launch. It's probably in the top two best launches I've ever seen as far as smoothness and as far as um, as far as how unbuggy stuff is. And I know there was a lot of uh, little bugs, but for those who've only played one or two games at launch, uh, MMOs are usually riddled with well, a lot of bugs. Some some right. was like like Star Wars Galaxies for how great it was. Oh, it's horrible for like a year. <laughs> well, there were classes that were unplayable. Like I said, my uh, my buddy played, and he liked to play those uh, those support uh, like the niche classes. And uh, he he was one of the few people who played the chef back when it was available. And he was oh, yeah. playing for the first few days, pretty hardcore. And he couldn't do some of his basic recipes, so he finally put in a ticket. And he's like, "Yeah, I can't find out where to get milk and eggs. Am I doing something wrong?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, milk and eggs haven't been itemized into the game yet." So it was stuff like as basic as like right. you know starting crafting materials not even being in the game so yeah no i agree i think i i i picked uh the you know i'm enjoying it quite a bit and i i it's one of the better mmos i'll, I'll be playing it for the foreseeable future but i agree i i think i think there's some stuff lacking in it at least from launch i do agree with you that it was probably in, in my opinion it's probably the best mmo launch i've ever played through i mean they did an incredible job like uptime was there and i agree there there were a lot of bugs but nothing was like there were very few like game breaking bugs. You know what I mean? Where it's like literally I can't, you know, finish this instance or finish this quest or or play this class because something is buggy. A lot of it was like quality of life stuff and little tweaks. And that's not to say that there weren't game breaking bugs in it, but it was just I thought it was pretty minimal. And most of them were probably mostly graphical errors. Yeah, ex well right. It was like quality of life stuff, like items not stacking right and you know, just stuff like that that was that was minimal. There was some there were some UI issues and some video card issues and things like that, you know, but like queue times were low, stability was up, you could pretty much play whenever you wanted. I thought the early game access did really good, so it was definitely a good launch. But yeah, I'm still, I'm like Mike, I, I really, really like the game, I'm still playing it actually, I'm probably playing it more now than I than I was at, at launch, and I only get a couple nights to play, but I, I try and sneak some time in here and there. I think 1.2 is really going to help with a lot of this stuff. And, and let's talk about the, this other mess all real quick. What did you guys pick for the your uh, favorite feature that's coming in, in patch 1.2? New operation. New operation for Dave. What about you, Mike? Uh, it was a toss-up. I had trouble choosing between um, the legacy system because I've never seen anything like it, and I'm curious to see what they're going to do. And the other one was uh, the Flashpoint, just because... Uh, I've seen all the flashpoints, and I'm kind of curious what they do going forward from here. But I ended up picking the legacy system. Oh, that's yeah. That, I did the same thing. I picked the legacy system too, and and kind of for those reasons, right? Like I think, I think it's going to add a dynamic to the game that people have never really seen before. There's also some pretty cool and pretty amazing stuff that can be unlocked through the legacy system. the The only real beef I have with that, and Dave and Dave and I have talked about it a little bit, was. The game seems that the legacy system really is enticing people to play their alts, right? 
where not everybody wants to go and play eight different characters. They want to play their one character. And so Dave and I have had a lot of discussions about this offline where it's like, hey, you know what? I don't want to go play my alt tonight. I want to play my main. Give me more stuff for my main character to do. So I I tend to agree with that. I think moving forward, you know, at least I know from mine and Dave's perspective, we'd really like to see them add some more, I guess content's like a generic term, but add like more stuff for your main character to do. And they're they're starting to do it in 1.2, but I'm hoping that in 1.3 we see a big push in that direction, which I think we will now that the legacy system's actually released. And the other thing about the legacy system that I like is it was a promise they made at launch. They showed it to us. They said it's going to be there, and now it's coming. Right. So they've they've proven that they have put a system in the game and then delivered it to us. I think that's you, an important thing for them. You, you know what, guys? I'm gonna, and this is, this literally is a long super MMO geek uh, point, and I'm gonna try to readers digest it into a few minutes. <laughs> now, when I give when I give feedback on the game, it's because <laughs> I want the game to be good. There's a lot of people who, like, they're almost happy. Like, they'll play games, you know, 26 hours a day, nine days a week, and, and they're almost happy whenever one fails. Like, like they, they want to tear stuff down. Right. The, uh, the, the input I'm putting in for, for the stuff that I think Bioware needs to work on, it's, it's just like my version of the forum posts, you know? If anyone listens, it's, it's because I, I, I want you to plug the holes, and this is just my perception of where I see them. This is what we've been talking about. There were a lot of fears, of course, before the game came out. Uh, many of which that were unfounded, and some of which were founded. I I think the one that's most poignant to me, which poignant is not tasty, um, but the one that is most poignant to you me. Mean poignant's not cute. Uh, oh, not cute. My bad. <laughs> uh, but seriously, that's a call out to an old friend. Yeah, inside um, joke. Sorry. I think the game is too much of a single player game wrapped in an MMO shell. And that's not that I don't think that all the story and everything can be done well. It's just more than almost any other game and and even WoW and, and Rift to this point, the game not only makes you gravitate towards playing alone the great majority of the time, but it also, with things like Legacy and the extra stories, it pushes you in that direction. One of our, uh, I'm a GM of a rather large guild. We have, uh, we have uh, well over 100 members, and um, impressive. And one of our uh, members uh, was talking to me just earlier today, and he said to me, he said, "Dinder, do you feel that people in the guild aren't really grouping up to do anything anymore?" And I said to him, I said, not to be sarcastic, but I said, "Group up to do what?" Uh, seriously, I mean. We do our ops in a couple hours, and I know everyone's not there. I'm not saying, hey, it's a couple hours for everyone, but um, you know, we do our ops in a couple hours. If you've been running ops relatively hardcore in bigger guilds like ours, which is what the ops are made for, the, the harder difficulties, people are not enticed to go into flashpoints. And like I said, I think it's the model of people getting to the point where, hey, I only do group stuff when there's something I need, and after that, I, I, I don't do it. I play an alt or I work on legacy or whatever. PVP is one of the big ones. So when you feel like doing PVP, that's fine. But literally, there's a small handful of stuff to do groups in. And otherwise, people don't do groups. I'm finding a lot of people stop doing dailies once they have the few items they need. The incentive to play together and to keep playing is not there. 
and I know they're putting some new stuff in, but it's going to wear off really quickly if it's similar dailies without a new twist. And the legacy stuff is going to, it's going to wear off if some of the stuff we saw doesn't actually start making people stand out like, hey, if everyone gets the same buffs, that's cool. All you're going to end up doing, though, is eventually having less people who can give your buffs to your group. It's still not making people stand out. It's not giving people individual strengths and weaknesses. And I think that's a downfall of esports coming into MMOs. And I'm a big FPS. I am a competitive FPS player. But I think that your peanut butter and my chocolate works in Reese's peanut butter cups and does not work in MMOs. <laughs> you know, I, I agree with some of that. I think that the thing that worries me is, is I, and I shouldn't say worries me, but I guess in that, in that aspect, the thing that would maybe bother me a little bit would be, you know, 1.2 was supposed to come in March and it got delayed to April. And I understand why. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about a lot of the changes here in just a sec. The patch notes are, you know, 30 pages long, but it's, when will the next content patch come after that? Is it going to be two months or is it going to be another three months? Because I agree. I think people that feel maybe a little bit like you do, or like you said, some of the people in the guild in your guild might feel like they're good. They're not 1.2 is probably not going to be enough to keep them playing actively. You know what I mean? At the same time, I have other characters and other guilds and I have a completely different guild experience. So it's it's hard to say. I mean, our, our you know our guild is we're we're like you said we're hardcore raiders. Those guys want to raid. When their raid's done, those people don't look at it necessarily like they have other stuff to do in the game. It's like okay, my work's done. I'm gonna clock out and go home. Instead of I'm gonna stay online and help people out or do other stuff or go exploring or whatever. It the game definitely gives in that regard. Like we were talking earlier, well, it definitely it, gives that single player vibe, right? Like okay, well I'll just go back to playing by myself now. Let me illustrate a few of the points that, and and I'm reserving judgment. We've only seen a few things that were preliminary, and, right. and we haven't seen everything. But from what we've seen, I hope they add more stuff to make people stand out. Because, for instance, okay, after you know, after you're done with the raid, if you want to do a flashpoint, okay, first of all, uh, there needs to be other reasons for people to go into flashpoints, especially for people who run ops, because it's not for gear. Right, maybe, I agree. They need to put like maybe, crafting materials and stuff like that in there or something, right? Crafting materials or or bonuses like if you're level 50 and you do a hard mode like bonus legacy experience and then to entice people to keep playing and to keep getting that legacy up more than just stuff for all. It's like there's lots of cool stuff, but you have to have your companion out, which right there having your companion out, what is it doing? It's giving you abilities that entice you to play alone right. again. Okay, then it's giving you abilities when you finish, you know, uh, and this is assuming, like we said, the stuff we've seen and heard is what's out there. Then like unlocking the buffs of other classes, you, you know, so that you can bring a buff like, you know, once again, that doesn't that doesn't give me anything that, you know, entices other people to say like, hey, wow, he's a great tank. He has legacy level 50. Well, what, what's what's that mean to us? When he's in a group situation, it means he has a lot of extra stuff for his companion playing alone. It means he has a mailbox on a ship playing alone. It's it's a whole bunch of frilly stuff. And I'm not saying frills bad, but you can't just have dessert. You, you need dinner, too. And that's what's going to entice people to keep playing long haul is to put more meat in with the frill. 
No, I agree. I think it would be um, I think it would be cool if they were to do like you said, you know, there's going to be some special abilities that a you can I, I believe you can unlock them if you level um, certain classes to 50 and then those will be available via the legacy system. But then you can use those abilities like only when you have a companion out. It would be pretty cool if they gave you some abilities that you could unlock like that, that you could only use when you're in, say, a four man group or an eight man group or a 16 man group or, or stuff like that. I think I think features like that, and you never know. I mean, they already said this is the first portion of the legacy system. Yeah. So you know, there's more coming. So maybe that, they will start going that direction. You know. That that's that's why I'm giving feedback. Like I said, this isn't a this isn't a you failed and this is how you failed. This is a Bioware. I see a lot of people starting to get disillusioned, and these are the reasons both expressed to me. You know, some are expressed to me, and some are are my own. And I'm trying to give representative of as much as i as i've heard because i want the game i want the game to freaking i want it to kick butt right uh you know i i like where the space game is now um i'm getting kind of bored with the missions Uh, that's partly my fault i've played the missions a freaking lot a matter of fact right i I was at a thousand fleet commendations yesterday and i've probably been there forever because i was like hey i'm at a thousand let me do a let me do a thing was that just luck and i was like huh it doesn't go up guys it stops at a thousand so you're at least the fleet part of it. You're wasting commendations if you don't buy stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. What I've been doing now with my space stuff is I've been buying the the random purple boxes for like three fifty or whatever they are to get some uh to get some loot out of them. But hey, so speaking of, you mentioned kick butt. So I want to transition to the next topic, which is the official uh, PTR patch notes for game update one dot two. In my opinion, I actually I actually like a lot of the changes that are going into the game. And I mean, we're, we're not going to be able to cover everything tonight, but there is so much cool stuff that I kind of wanted to go through just like Best the... Best feature ever? Guys, th- this patch has one important item. What is the it? The most important item. What is that, Dave? Stackable companion gifts. And I'll tell you why. Yes! <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. For serious crafters, when you have to send your... And I know there's other ways to do it, but you, you know when you're doing it all at the highest tier and you're working on clearing out more missions so you can get more metal and you have to get like three or four companion gifts for each metal mission, I have so many mailboxes, so many spaces filled up, and I've used tons of them on alts. And it's just going to be so nice for them to stack. Well, you know what else is cool too, kind of along those lines? So that was kind of my thing, right, is my my biggest beef with the game is it, like like we've talked about before, it's mostly around like quality of life issues, right? Like stuff like that or like the customizable UI. Oh my God, I'm so freaking stoked about that. I can't wait. One of the big things I noticed just like in the kind of general updates, dude, you can now drive your your speeder in spaceports and in orbital stations so you can travel faster. What else was there? Oh, they've moved Sprint to level one because they yeah, I... they realize that the worlds are so huge and it takes a lot of time running. So you get Sprint at level one and then sprint at level 14 i believe is actually going to increase your speed even a little bit more i was gonna say i just noticed that too that it upgrades at level 14 anyway so you start off with an ability to sprint and then um, i think it's called dash or something like that. right right but it's like so they're doing some stuff like that to help people kind of just travel around the game a little bit easier i know uh I know that orbital stations have been a big beef for a lot of people. They don't, they don't like them. They understand, like I guess, scientifically why they would be in the game or whatever you want to call it. I guess they fit in the canon. It's, it's like a gameplay mechanic. It's terrible. It's like you force me through a double loading screen 
you know, every time I want to land on a planet, which which really blows. But but yeah, there's a ton of there's a ton of cool stuff like that. Also, the addition of the combat log, I actually think that that's a good addition to the game, and I like the way that they're doing it. Is it's and we talked about this I think on the last show. It, it it's not going to be you can just click a button and you'll be able to see like a DPS meter of everybody in your group, so you can go, hey Mike, you know, you're you're a gunnery commando. How come your DPS is only 3% of the total? Because I'm like, only 31. <laughs> right, yeah. Because No, but you know what I mean? Like that that mentality can maybe create a little bit of elitism, I think, sometimes. And, yeah. And, and kind of soil the, the, the group dynamic a little bit. At the same time, for those hardcore people like Dave and the Raiders and all that stuff, they can now export their combat log and they can parse it any way they see fit so they can see how well they're actually doing on their different builds and things like that. I think that's going to be... As the elitist guild leader, though, I've already figured out a way uh, to do that. You know, I'm just, I've very nicely already spoken to the raiders, and I was like, guys, I'm going to need you to email me your logs every week, uh, or you're kicked out of the guild. So I was very. <laughs> yeah, there it. you go. Um, uh, I'm glad that you're just really down there. That's not true. That's impossible. No! No! It's, uh, it's actually not possible at all, Andy. I'm <laughs> yeah. I do think the combat log is going to be good for the game, though, and I and I know a lot of people have really been asking for it. So it, it kind of remains to be seen. Like I know as as WoW progressed, you know, people would run recount and stuff, and and I actually thought it was a really good tool, but I, I don't know. I wasn't ever really one of those people that got picked on for like, hey, you know, how come your DPS is so low, or how come you're not doing this? What did you guys think of the trooper changes that are coming to one point two? There is quite a few trooper changes coming, so um, many so that we're all getting our skill trees reset. I I have. I have no problem with most of them. Uh, once again, I do not like homogenization, and I'm not. I'm not like, hey, we're getting nerfed. If uh, I mean, yeah, heck, a couple of people on our forums were crying the, about that. I can't the, believe they're nerfing combat medic. No, no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about mortar volley. Oh like, yeah. To be more in line with other things, it's in line. It's got a minute. It's got a minute cooldown. It's a mortar volley. If if every AOE has to have the same, the same version, I mean, then. What's what's the difference? Like, if everything's called something different, but it all tastes like chicken, then it's all chicken. Right. You know? Right. So, are they gonna take the cooldown away on it or something? I mean, because if it's sharing, you know, it says to be more in line with other trooper AOEs. Other trooper AOEs, a lot of them have no cooldown. So if it's the same size and it's in line, then it's gonna have no cooldown. See, I think that what they said was it, it, the the I'm reading the the specific patch right now. It says. Uh, mortar volley now has a five meter radius to bring its range in line with other trooper area of effect abilities, and it now begins to damage sooner after activation. So it seems like, and almost to me, it seems like maybe mortar volley was a little bit of a bug because I remember, you know, you can mortar volley a dude and a guy like 20 feet away still falls over. And it always seemed a little bit odd to me because it's like, wow, he's not even anywhere where my screen is like blowing up, like where, where I'm shooting. So mm -hmm. it looks like it might be a fix, not necessarily like a nerf. But I know combat medics, a lot of people are, are pretty upset that combat medics got a pretty big big nerf, according to a lot of people. Like Colto Residue was dropped from increasing all your healing by 5%. It was dropped to 3%. Supercharged yeah, cells only restores of, one energy. did the amount of healing get higher? Uh, I believe so. That That's the thing is I, I actually didn't think it was necessarily a nerf. Like I thought it was more of an adjustment, right? Because they also... They also buffed them in certain areas, but you know, people, you know how it goes. People only look at the negative, but I think the big one 
was that supercharged cells essentially got cut in half. So it only restores one cell instead of two. And then uh, the damage and healing increase you get from it is is only 5%, and that's that's down from 10. So that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big, uh, you know, that's a 50% reduction. You know, that's a pretty big cut. And then the same thing, the shield applied by Coltobomb, uh, is is down 50%. It's down from 10% to 5%. So a lot of people are kind of upset about that. But then when you look at uh, when you look at some of the other things they got, so I, I don't know. I mean, people seem to think that combat medics got hit pretty hard and that they didn't necessarily need it. I don't know. What, do you guys, what are your guys' thoughts on that? You know what's funny? Mike and I were just talking about it on the GPR when we were guests on the other podcast about how it was a no-brainer that... Uh, Oh, grav round, yeah. Like grav round, and yeah. Obvi- and they saw that, and they did nerf it. I mean, like I said, either the other stuff had to be buffed or that had to be nerfed because it was a no-brainer. It was like, hey, I can do more for the exact same amount. Right. The same cooldown, you know. So, so grav rounds got nerfed a little bit. Uh, well, they yeah. also, for gunnery people too, I think what it was is, and, and this goes way back to when we did our interview with uh, Georg Zoller where he was talking about how, you know, they don't they don't like it when people say, okay, I, I have this one build and this is the only build. And it, it looked to me like what they did is they gave gunnery commandos, you know, obviously grab round got a little bit of a nerf, but then they also gave gunnery commandos reasons to use some additional abilities that they might not normally use like demolition round and things like that. Oh yeah. I'm not, like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying that was, it was a bad thing. I'd have to look at it overall. L- like I, like I said, um, something had to happen because it was a no brainer. So. They also they changed be... charge bolts back to to be similar to grav round now because before it cost three energy cells to activate where grav round was only two, so right right that was one that was part of the no brainer situation. Now they're both two energy cells. So what about um what about Vanguard, Dave? What did you think about the Vanguard changes? Uh, I don't remember specifically what they were actually. Um, <laughs> I know I was well, there, tr- I was trying to there, find there, it. There, there yeah, weren't ooh. there weren't many. I, I remember not being too. I was nonplussed by pretty much everything. I was like, okay, so it, it, there wasn't really a lot. Yeah, the I'm looking at the shield specialist ones right now, like ceramic plating. The absorption amount gained from the skills been reduced a little bit. Uh, counterattacks now a three point skill. Um, energy blast is no longer limited by the global cooldown. And yeah, th- oh, that's right, that's right. They get. There were a few buffs in there. There were a couple uh, that, and I believe um, smoke grenades. grenades. Yeah, smoke, smoke grenades, grenades no longer they, limited by the global cooldown. Yeah, which both and both of those are are buffed. That's why I said you know uh, overall it looked like there was a little bit of balancing either way, and it was very tiny. So uh, shield specialist has been one of the least touched uh, classes since launch. Yeah. So. You know, um, dude, I was looking through some of the other classes, and I don't want to talk about them too much, but, dude, the Jedi Knights, holy crap, especially Sentinels, they got, like, mega buffed. I was I was actually really surprised, because that's what I play as a main, and, you know, I'm a Watchman, and, dude, I I did not think that that class needed to do more wait, so, damage. So Sentinels getting mega buffed, so you mean how bad we all thought you were? It might have only been because your class was underpowered, Exactly, Andy? yeah, correct. Yeah, okay. you were OP, so, you know. No, but okay, seriously, gonna... like... I didn't. Or a combat log. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right or I'm like kicked that. out of the guild. No, but I mean, I, I was surpri- I was really surprised. Like, I actually thought that the class was was pretty good when it came to DPS, and I mean, they 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 gave us quite a bit of quite a bit of buffs in, in the Jedi Knight area, and I don't want to get into the specifics because there's so much other stuff to to talk about. But I, you know, that's one of the classes that really people are like, holy crap! Like that was kind of surprising. But who knows? I, I suppose they have their reasons, right? 
Well, I wasn't too surprised because both my uh, fiance and my roommate played Sentinels, and they have a tough time getting through the class quests at times. They just they they constantly ask for help on them. So, uh, you know, though the cl the class quests for everyone are relatively challenging. Yeah, those those last bosses, the the end of chapter bosses, dude, they're no BS, man. They're freaking hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've I've sold I've sold on three characters I have to fifty now. I've sold all mine, but uh, I mean, except I'm trying to remember. I think my trooper died on one once, but my I'm Jedi Knight and my uh, Smuggler. There were a couple of those that were that were hard. I had to go back a few times for a few of them. And if people don't use every ability just right at the right time and and use med packs and and those are meant to be a little bit challenging. And that's one of the few things I'm very happy with the game in is. Uh, I, I don't know if it's the classes being underpowered. I think it's more that those are supposed to be a few of the things that you're supposed to barely squeak by playing your best. Yeah, you know, I did I did all of mine by myself, but I, I agree. A, a couple of them, I had to give it a good, you know, five or six tries and try it with different companions and try kind of different strategies. And, you know, it, but it was cool. It made it, like, challenging. Like, when, when, you, when you finished it, it was kind of like, oh, right, like, that was cool. I, you know, I, I conquered this thing by myself, but... But yeah, I guess you know. So they're they're getting buffed. Uh, I I didn't read in super detail because, like I said, I mean just just the just the um, P one or the the patch one dot two uh, changes on the classes. It's it's like ten pages of changes. So I was only skimming. But um, something else with companion characters, Dave. Like you said, companion gifts are now stackable. They also reduced or they removed the cooldown. Oh, thank God for giving a gift. It's it's now three seconds. Or I'm sorry, it, I I think the cooldown is gone. Let me read it exactly. No, it's the cooldown's gone and it's three seconds to cast. Which right, is a super, which is a super buff. Yeah, that's like a huge buff. So now you know you don't have to. It, wait. I think it was thirty seconds yeah. before you had to wait. That was horrible. Now you can you can be like, here, take nine minks. Let's just get married. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something else. Let's move on to the crew skills stuff. There was a lot of changes to crew skills. Probably the the biggest one is that you'll now be able to reverse engineer raid level items to get schematics. That seemed to be really really cool to me. And then I believe armor mech, and there was another armor mech is getting buffs where they can do uh, augment slots on some of their gear now. And there was another class, maybe it was synth weaving that could do the same thing. I'm trying to find it right here in the notes. But yeah, the, also you'll be able to remove your mods now for raid gear, and the the set bonus will travel with you too. I know that was a big, that was a big issue for people because everyone who's raiding or at end game, they're running around and everyone has the same gear and they all look the same, and people don't like it. So now you can move those mods to whatever. Uh, you know, whatever gear you want to wear and look different. That that's pretty cool. I also noticed that slicing had augments removed from their mission rewards. So that's because, yeah, that's because everyone can make different augments now, which is good. That's that's one of the super positive things. Um, yeah, here's what it is. Yeah, so augments have been replaced by sliced by a new item called sliced tech parts, and it's a slicing mission reward. The sliced tech parts are now consumed by synth weaving, arms tech, and armor mech for crafting augments. So yeah, that's, and that's what that it, one it was. Tell, if you look at each of the crafting things, and that's actually one of the few big pieces of news um, that I thought maybe we should have put up. Uh, like armor mech does aim, uh, cunning, cr no, not crit, uh, absorption and shield. Cyber tech makes, cyber tech makes like surge, crit, and two of the other stat like... And synth weaving makes a couple. I think there's like three different skills. Uh, three different of the crew skills are now what make all the different augments. And they're split right. up among all the crew skills. 
Right. It makes it makes a little bit more sense, right? Because it's like if you're if you're crafting armor, why wouldn't you be able to craft armor with an augment slot in it? Why why would you need somebody who's like a computer hacker? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a ton of changes too to artifice. They're they're adding all kinds of schematics into the game for various color crystals, which is actually really really cool. Um, if you're an artifice crafter, I'm really hoping that they add schematics for the dark core color crystals, so you can do like the the black core, like yellow and blue and green and all that stuff. And then um, there's a new world boss on Voss, a nightmare, a 16-man world boss on Voss, and he's going to be dropping the magenta um, color crystal schematics is one of the drops that he's going to have. And they've added a whole bunch of magenta color crystal schematics to world bosses on Tatooine, Alderaan, and Narshada for the mid-level stuff. Oh, that's another thing. Cybertex can now reverse engineer all earpieces. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I was, I was glad to see that. Yeah, that's a big thing about that. And then um, I believe, too, all the Cybertech um, speeders can now be uh, – they're not BOP anymore, Mo right? Yeah, most you of them are – which, which once again, is, is – that, that's, that's one of the things they're already doing very much right. And that's, uh, that's starting to move uh, the economy towards making everybody have something that's unique. Now, that's the same type of stuff they have to do – with world bosses and, and flashpoints, like even if you get the absolute best gear, uh, or best schematics or whatever from uh, nightmare operations, there should be like one or two pieces, something that's an add-on that only comes out of hard mode flashpoints, or something right. that's a, a crafting piece that only comes out of hard mode flashpoints, because there's just too many reasons to move past stuff and not go back right now. Right. No, I, I hear you on that. You know, um, along uh, talking about speeders, though, so they're removing a lot of the, the expensive speeders out of the game. And I think it's because of all the cyber tech changes that they're making. I've heard from people, though, that they think that they, the speeders might come back in or that they'll release different types of like the one million and the one point five million and the two million credit speeders to make them more like collectible, I guess. So not everybody has them. It's going to make them actually super rare, which I think is actually a pretty cool idea. And then um, some of the other general stuff that I noticed, so, and this has been a, an issue for, I think, a lot of people. So now when you're in either a flashpoint or an operation, um, if you kill a boss, the composition of your group is now taken into account for what loot drops. So I would assume that it's going to look at, you know, all the classes that are in your group and, and go, oh, you know, we have troopers and Jedis in this group. So you're going to at least get trooper or Jedi loot, but I don't know. If, if it's a guaranteed thing, but it says that they've, uh, um, they now take the group comp composition into account, which I know like for Dave, he still hasn't gotten his chess piece out of, out of, was it Karaga's palace, but you've been reading it every night for like two months or three months. Sweet. Wait, but how, how are we going to play the game? If 50% of all loot that drops isn't for Jedi Knights anymore. I, I mean, know. D dude, come on. We, we have three troopers who've, never gotten a single chest but we have an entire jedi knight and he's only gotten his he's only gotten his tier three chest like six times so how's he gonna live <laughs> exactly well that's i was waiting for you to chime in on that because i know you were talking about that before but they've also added some other cool stuff there's some pretty there's some pretty like um mysterious patch notes like in the general section like for example they say several unusual crystal formations have been reported in the mountainous regions of alderaan but they don't really tell you what's going on there's, That's for new color crystals. Yeah, right. I think it's for the magenta color crystals, right? On Hoth, you can now get a Tauntaun, a mini Tauntaun vanity pet, which is really cool. 
um, but they don't really tell you how to go about doing it. So I'm assuming it's some sort of quest chain or something like that. What else was there? Like, like the sniper rifles no longer drop for Republic players. That's <laughs> yeah, that's a great one, dude. It's funny, too, because some people you know don't what? know you get all these blue sniper rifles and you put them on the GTN and you're like, how come they're not selling? Dude, nobody can use them. I, I have no problem with the sniper rifles, though. Truthfully, I mean, I mean, off bosses, yeah, I don't. They should never drop off those, but the world ones, they're just money drops. I mean, it's not like you don't get, you know, a couple thousand credits for them off the, off the AH. I mean, off uh, the vendor, so. Yeah, well, maybe off the vendor, yeah, but they won't sell on the GTN. It's like a pointless item, you know. Yeah, but almost almost no greens will sell on the GTN, and I mean, if they do, people are. I, I don't. Want yeah, to I, I was people certain names, but people are foolish. They're I'll say foolish. <laughs> right, I was surprised that they didn't. Um, that they that they just left d didn't leave them because really those are items that should be put on the neutral auction house right but I don't think very many people are using the neutral GTNs just because they're hard to get to. That's why they have to mix stuff up because it's just it's so much easier to get better gear from playing solo and quests or even doing a normal flashpoint. That's you know who I unless you're leveling an alt and and you don't know any arms tech and and you never gotten anything on another character that's another thing i mail so much stuff to my alts once you have one character so do there. i yeah um I, I i think itemization like the thought into it has to go a little bit deeper personally yeah no that's a good point i i, I do the same thing there was something else i was just looking at and i then i lost it in this wall of text that's on my screen but um oh i know what it was so now in your mission tracker if the if the if the mission requires an item that you have to use that you actually have to click to activate, you get an icon to activate it next to your mission mission tracking objective, which is is actually really cool. So you don't have to open up your inventory and go into the the mission items tab. Um, that's always a pain in the butt because I know for me, like all my toolbars are completely maxed out. So anytime I have a clickable item, I can't like drag it to a tool toolbar. So that's a cool little quality of life thing. There's all kinds of fixes to uh, class missions. The trooper actually had some of the most, the or the, the longest list. Trooper and bounty hunter had the longest list of class fixes in in the class mission area. Um, like for example, early on trooper, uh, remember you can't do the item modification quest at the end of Ord Mantel. It doesn't yep. work. It was totally bugged. That that's fixed. Um, they fixed a whole bunch of stuff for the troopers. And let's see what are some of the other major categories. PVP. Uh, they're adding the new war zone and they're adding ranked war zones, which is going to be really cool. Lots of people, I think, are going to be uh, pretty excited about that. And I know in our guild, we're going to have a ton of people going to the ranked war zone. I thought I read something that we could mark flag players in war zones, but it's just AFK. Oh, so, yeah. You know, it's, I want to mark healers. <laughs> oh, you mean, I mean like um, like how you like do a mark on a on an enemy NPC where you could put like the target or the flame or something like that over his head? Yeah. I wonder why you wouldn't be able to do that in Warzone. That's kind of cool. That's a good idea. I never thought about that. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I've been trying it. I realize you can't do it. I'm like, man, that would be a great thing because maybe maybe it's unfair because then the healers would be, like, ganked the minute they walked into the... Uh... You know, uh, something else about PvP, the Warzone commendation cap has been raised from uh, from 1,000 to 2,000. So kind of to Dave's thing earlier about the space commendations being at 1,000, um, <laughs> you know, you can now hold 2,000 before you have to spend them, which is pretty cool. Uh, I hope they do the same thing for the space missions and the dailies and all that stuff. Oh, I, don't, I don't know what the cap is. One thing that's nice, you're going to be able to buy cra boxes of crafting materials with fleet commendations. Oh, cool. That's super yes. cool. So that's it another is. reason to use uh, your space, do your space missions then. A a and eat your vegetables. <laughs> yeah, space exactly. And 
eat your vegetables. We're probably about two, maybe three weeks away from seeing this seeing this hit the hit the live servers and i know it is on the ptrs uh, it went up on the ptrs on friday night like pretty late friday night around 11 30 they made the announcement so you can go apply to uh, have your get a character or get access i should say to the ptr i believe if you want to transfer a level 50 character you actually have to have your have your whole guild apply and be approved to to, to move over a high level guy but you can definitely go do that and then in the process of testing on the PTR, they're, they're trying to entice users to test. If you play a character up to level 10, you're going to get an exclusive in-game title for all of your characters. And if you play a, a character through Chapter 1 on the PTR, you'll get an additional in-game title, which personally I don't, <laughs> I don't plan to do just because I, I have limited playtime. But I'd love to get in there and, and at least get the level 10 when I might have to work on that maybe. But, that would uh, be cool. That would be really cool. We should get press access. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, that would be cool. <laughs> we probably could. Probably just have to email somebody. But we'll test the crap out of the trooper. They'd be like, "Well, we we would give you guys access if uh, Dave wasn't part of the team." Yeah, exactly. That's what I'd say. Oh yeah, that's another big another big thing I totally forgot about. Guild banks. Guild banks are coming in on this patch as well, which is really cool. And from what I understand, they have six tabs, and you can unlock the tabs based on uh, I believe it's an amount of money. So the first tab costs like 600,000 credits, then it's like a million, then it's like 1.5, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think your guild, to hit each tab of storage, your guild has to have like a minimum number of people. So for the first tab is like four people, right? And then the second tab is like 10 and, and on and on, which is pretty cool. So now now guilds can start kind of coordinating all that stuff that, that you don't necessarily want to sell, but you don't really use it, and it's just sitting in your inventory like old-school crafting materials and stuff. You can put those in a guild bank for other people to use. And then, yeah, customizable UI. Can't wait for that. You can move every aspect of the UI around. And uh, there's already been some cool screenshots coming out. People are posting on Reddit and things like that of like, hey, show me your UI. And it's it's really cool. It, it reminds me of the old-school WoW days when they had all those you know UI add-ons and you could tweak everything. So that's going to make that's going to make the game a lot nicer for me, I think. But I want to see... I want to see the new Flashpoint, uh, Lost Island. Like I said, I want to see the operation, obviously. The unlockable races, I mean, like I said, ju just because, uh, you know, it, it might sound like I'm ripping on fluff. Fluff's cool. It just, it's not more important than content. But I am looking forward to the fluff. I just hope it's followed by a lot of content in 1.3. That's all. I know it's a small little issue but the ability to change your armor color is so cool for me because i own a little mini guild called blue squadron and now i can change my armor to be blue <laughs> yeah and that makes me happy <laughs> no you know that's cool I, I was gonna say when i dropped off a minute ago um i'm a big fan of that like i actually think that's a that's one of the major complaints people have in the game is everybody looks the same and yada 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 and the way i understand it is now you can kind of customize yourself a little bit and i know when i used to play star wars galaxies you know, I would have my speeder matched my outfit, which matched my hair, which matched the color of my freaking house. Like, I was totally nerdy in that regard. And I would change it, like, once a month. Like, I'd be purple or blue or green or whatever. And it was totally cool. So I think that'll add a cool aspect to the game, especially for troopers, dude, because we suffer the worst from the mismatched right. gear, you know. Yeah, we kind of end up looking like Candyland. Totally. It's the clown suit. It's always the clown suit, like, everywhere we run. But... Uh, all right, cool. Yeah, I think that'll uh, do it for tonight's show. So uh, thanks, Dave and Mike, for hanging out with us and uh, talking Patch 1.2. Any final thoughts from you guys uh, before we wrap the show? Uh, just go and read 36 hours. You won't be disappointed. Definitely, yeah. Definitely read 36 hours. It's really good. 
Uh, how about you, Dave? Uh, no, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks, and uh, hopefully uh, it'll be early April, so maybe not our next podcast, but the podcast after, hopefully we'll uh, have had some hands-on with 1.2, some uh, live hands-on, and, and we'll be able to speak more uh, more informative, more informatively Definitively. about what's going to be. <laughs> cool, yeah. All right, guys. Cool, guys. Yep, that's it. That will be it for tonight's show. This has been Combat Chatter, episode 11. Uh, we really appreciate you guys out there uh, listening. Be sure to check us out at republictrooper.com and uh, hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash republictrooper or on our Twitter account at republictrooper. We're always around chatting with everybody. So we will catch you guys in two weeks. We are out of here. Peace. Later. You've been listening to Combat Chatter, brought to you by RepublicTrooper.com. Join the community at www.republictrooper.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash republictrooper, or on Twitter at republictrooper. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. No, they can't hear me. Hello. Nope, there we go. No, <laughs> unless, unless, did you guys have anything else you want to talk about or not? Because we're at an hour right now. Uh, I was just gonna tell people no, I'm to good. go read thirty-six hours. Damn it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll get that. <laughs> we'll get that in a second. Let me do this again. Thanks for hanging out on the show uh, tonight and talking about uh, patch one dot two with uh, with uh, everyone for our blah blah blah. I totally fucked that up. <laughs> Andy, you are superb at this. Good lord, I know. I'm winging it. What the hell? Anyways, let's try that again. <laughs> Mike was very pensive. Mm. Yeah, I know. Mm. Mm. Well, Mike, I, I saw did something. Your, on... Go did ahead. your future wife just bring you tacos? You could tell us the truth. Yeah, exactly. No. I, I'm going to tell you the truth right now. She didn't. I wish, but she didn't. Um. Do, 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 do. Skimming, skimming, skimming. I will edit this out. Blooper reel. <laughs> <laughs> so we can just sit here and cuss Andy out. Yeah, exactly. Let, let me let me illustrate. Oh, your mic went off there. I wonder if he knows it. Uh oh. I'm sorry. Hit the button. Ah, uh, blooper reel. Let, let me, All right, here we let, go. Oh god, I gotta pull it up. <laughs> yeah. Hurry, they're waiting. Sorry guys, I'm just a mess over here. That's that's <laughs> Dave's I'm prepared theme that's song. It. I'm a mess over here and it's if it sounds echoey it's cuz I'm in the hall. Um Yeah. So anyway, uh where was I? You totally derailed me, Dave. Thanks. Trenches. I never Trenches. do that. <laughs> I am actually. No, I think yeah, you're you're, you're going back. I think he's actually. Even though we went over that one first, are you talking about the actual features for 1.2 though, Andy? Yeah. Well, I'll get to that one. I wanted to go to the the, oh, the uh, okay, second one okay. first.
Jeez, uh, man, ruin it. Mike, I apologize, <laughs> and it doesn't happen often at all. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. It. Yes, date timestamp, please. Monday, 5.26 p.m. <laughs> Run with it. And audio can be doctored, so I will completely deny this. 